Just a minute. I'm coming. FBI, open up! Just a minute. Hello, everybody. This is Legal Man. Welcome to the show. This is going to be a good episode. I'm going to take a piece of audio from a constitutional conservative lawyer in media and just show you what a complete and total load of crap it is, how hypocritical it is, and how much it just leaves out and hides and makes sure that people never catch on to. And for people who don't know me, I'm a lawyer. I've practiced for more than 30 years. I'm America's most trusted and beloved lawyer because I tell them the truth. And the truth is that I was a constitutional conservative and completely and totally bamboozled by the same kind of thing for years and years. Used to believe it, promote it, run around. In retrospect, I was making a complete ass of myself, but I didn't know. And then about 25 years ago, I got the internet. And in fairly short order, I figured out that it's a scam. It's a grift. Constitutional conservatism is not true. They'd hidden the truth from me. And when I figured that out, I became self-certified as a master practitioner. I've also given myself the fake award for lifetime achievement for doing all these great podcasts to inform people. And I love these fake awards because I think they highlight the fantastic sort of deception that is official credentials that really, really impress people. And this show actually had a pretty good example of it, I think, coming up that shows a philosopher that people are already kind of impressed with, and he's an amazing intellectual kind of thing. And it's just all shit, what the guy says. It's just laughable nonsense. So, all right, well, not fooling around. Let's go ahead and get the show going. So I want to do a show today take a little break from the heavy chat GPT and the other stuff because I came across this and it was just so hilarious and timely. Anybody who wants to look into it, it came out on April 28th and it's the beginning of his show. Anyone who wants to look it up and play the whole thing and listen to the rest of it, make sure it wasn't out of context and everything else. And it was so funny to me when I heard it because it just jumped off the page as a great possible example to use to show people how deceptive and problematic these constitutional conservatives are in media. Because what they say sounds so good if you've never heard what I have to say. And how I explain to people that all of this is total bullshit. And that I had been snookered by all this stuff too, but unless you have the framework I've been going over, with regards to Lincoln, the way the Constitution doesn't work, what freedom really is, what Barnum statements are. If you don't have that, then what he says in this show sounds so good. It really sounds like this fantastically intellectual thing that we need to study and look into. And of course, that's how it's presented to people. And the vast majority of people, they're just so incredibly impressed with phony baloney credentials that this kind of thing never gets challenged never gets challenged. And people are afraid to challenge it because they're afraid that they'll sound stupid because they're missing something. They don't get it. That's just very, very common. And so I think playing this piece of tape, which I'm not sure how much I'm going to play of it. I'm going to play a decent amount, but ultimately the whole thing's only about eight or nine minutes long, even if I played it all. And I don't think I will, but I think it helps. And so I like to give some context and let it run for a while while this guy goes on and on about how he's helping and he's going to expose people to these interesting intellectual ideas and they're really just just a complete load of utter bullshit pushing the standard narrative and so let's play a little and you can hear what I'm saying and let's see how much of you can spot without me even bringing it up because the people who 
don't know anything about what I teach people, what I try to explain to people and point out, this stuff sounds really legit. And years ago, before I figured it out, before I had the internet, I would have, I would have been 100% in on this. And now I know what a dupe I was. So let's play a little. I've told you in the past about a man, the late Raymond Aron. Never heard of this guy. So. And uh, he was a journalist, but more than that, a philosopher. He's French. Okay. Or was. Okay, someday you have some good ideas. And he wrote a fantastic book called Democracy and Totalitarianism, A Theory of Political Systems. This is not fantastic. Listen to how bullshit that sounds. And um, yeah, Go ahead. he wrote something here that I want to read to you. Okay. And we have a lot to do today, so we're going to do a lot. But <laughs> I try to do more than a lot. I try to do what's compelling and intriguing. Okay, and I'm going to let it run. So it helps explain the world we content. live in today. So, oh, this is what you explain it, see? Okay. Let me read this to you. You see, he's going to explain. See, he's helping you see the world. And that's what this thing's all about. It's supposed to be some fantastic insight. Just you'll hear how much total bullshit it is. First of all, he says, <laughs> the degrees of corruption can be distinguished oh, okay. by their main cause. This is to be found either in the political institutions, okay. in the narrow sense of the word, or in the social infrastructure. Mm, okay. This is one of these guys that immediately assumes all the standard narratives about the government. You can see how his title even brings that up. So, okay, so political institutions, as though they're not always automatically corrupt. Social institutions, they have nothing to do with government. The corruption of political institutions appears when the party system no longer corresponds to the different groups of interests. <laughs> What's that crap? That has nothing to do with it. It literally has nothing to do with it. The corruption arises because it's government and there's absolutely no consequence to government because it's a criminal enterprise. So it's corrupt by its nature. It doesn't arise because of this nonsense about the parties. This is a huge distraction. And you see, the reason he loves this is because the entire game is to keep people imagining that the system we have, the constitutional system is brilliant, but the parties, oh, the Democrat Party, they're ruining it. You just hear all the hypocrisy and nonsense that's in this. This is really pretty mind-bending, what he said in this thing. Or rather, when the party system works in such a way that no stable authority emerges from the rivalry of the parties. What? Stable authority? See how all this is already assumed in. We need authority to be telling us what to do. That's what government's there to do. It's not consensual. It's stable authority, that there's already disagreement amongst the people. That's what the parties represent. So you've got people who are not consenting. All you're trying to do is struggle to see who can get control of this authority. So let's slow down a second. Let's slow down. <laughs> Who exactly does the Democrat Party today represent? Uh, see? Boom. It's always about this. See? The people don't want open borders. They don't want to double, What's... triple the cost of electricity. Okay. They want affordable gasoline and affordable and available groceries. Okay. Okay. They won't, don't want to be told what kind of automobiles to drive. Okay. So 
exactly who does that party represent? Now, you might say people keep voting for it, which is true, and that's, it's a complex issue. There's a lot of reasons for it. Ah, see, see there's no that stuffy stuff in there, right? Hear all that? So, first of all, the real question is, what the hell kind of government is it that controls all that stuff? The price of gas, the kind of car you can drive, whether or not you have groceries in the store. That alone tells you that if there's a governmental system that's in place in any way that a so-called party can get control of, regardless of who its so-called represents, that can then adjust these things and, and change these things. There's the problem we need to be talking about. Not that there's a party who may or may not represent all the right people getting control of it. It's that there's a system that could be gotten control of that could then affect all this, but that's all thrown out. And so the question always becomes, well, who do they represent? Well, I've showed you again and again. They don't represent anybody. They don't have any legal obligation to do anything. The system is fundamentally fraudulent. But the implication here is always the same by these constitutional conservatives and media, that it's a matter of trying to get control of it, that the party system is screwed up and we have to fix it. The party system can never work to represent the people. It's not possible. Not only are there not enough people in the government, as I showed you, we need tens of thousands up there to actually have representation with hundreds of millions of people. But beyond that, they completely and totally act outside any of the limits they're supposedly given. And they have absolutely no legal consequence to them. So it's not about that. But see, it's always implying that. And there's just a ton of it in here. But let's stick to this first. Okay, let's stick to this. The second kind of corruption (laughs) is that of the public spirit. Oh, public spirit. Montesquieu, who was very important (laughs) during the constitutional period, and he lived in the 15 and 1600s. Wow. See, this is the kind of shit they pull out. It makes them seem very, very intellectual and makes average people feel completely inadequate to criticize this stuff. Oh, Montesquieu. Montesquieu. (laughs) How many people have read him? They read him fucking 25 years ago. They don't remember anything about it. They didn't read him with any kind of knowledge. It's just propagandizing. It's just nonsense. Always important in the constitutional writing. I've already showed you how much crap all of that is. But here it is. It's wheeled out as though it's something we need to pay attention to. And it's going to make some important point, even though he's already simply driven people off into a ditch that actually makes no sense with any real solutions. It's just about the party system. He's quoted in the Federalist Papers. <laughs> he was the gentleman who, who most well articulated the idea of separation of powers with the judicial, executive and legislative. And they don't work at all. It's a fantasy. You've still got one entity, government checking and grading its own paper. It doesn't work. I've pointed it out hundreds of different ways. It's a total impossibility. If anything like that worked, we wouldn't be in the problem we're in. We wouldn't. It's as simple as that. If government checks and balances actually kept the government in check, then we wouldn't have the problems we have. But we do. And the Civil War completely and totally shows that the system, the Constitution of checks and balances, in no way works. In no way can it work. And yet, here it is, Montesquieu, Federalist Papers, all the same kind of crap, wheeling it out in light of this philosopher who just, his theory is absolutely hilarious, gobbledygook, and he's about to read some of it, and it's just, (laughs) I just thought it was hilarious. Let's listen to a little bit. The second kind of corruption is that of the public spirit. Montesquieu called this the corruption of principle. (laughs) Different modalities of corruption of principle can be imagined. What? Either devotion to the party obliterates, in the end, the awareness of the common good. Whoa. 
Whoa, the common good. Ah, okay. Okay, I see. So now we're going to have this imaginary Barnum statement that we're going to work towards, the common good. This is always the way they tee these things up. They use these Barnum statements. This thing is just chock full of it. I can't even imagine having this guy as my professor and having to explain his ridiculous fucking theory that he's spewing out here, that he's reading about, and then trying to craft a paper to get a good grade when the guy, it's just utter and complete nonsense. Imagine if I got to sit there and actually hold the guy down and explain to him the utter nonsense all this is that he's written, devoted his life to writing all this stupid political horse shit. <laughs> Listen to this crap. And you can see that. Okay. And I've talked about this for years. Of course you have. Barnum State. How the Democrat Party in many ways is like the Communist Party. Okay. And those who lead the Democrat Party are in many ways like people who lead the Communist Party. It's the party first. And for the constitutional conservatives, it's the constitution first, the fantasy of the constitution, even though nobody can tell you what it actually means and nobody can agree to it. And the thing's just chock full of Barnum statements. And even the Supreme Court can't agree to what it means. And it obviously doesn't do anything they claim, but it's constitution first. When you show people that the system doesn't work and for 250 years it's moved in one direction, what do they say? Well, it's not the system, it's the people. Okay, see, they're just as obsessed with the constitution as this joker is talking about the party. And of course, party first. That's what libs do. This is what commies do. I agree. It is. <laughs> but it's because they want to move their system forward. And constitutional conservatives are all about the Constitution. Even though, like I said, nobody can tell you what it actually means. And the country second. Country. And everything else second. Country second. Nobody can tell you what that means. I've told you again and again, that's a Barnum statement. You have 330 million individuals. The only thing the country actually ultimately comes down to is the government. The government's authority and power over a certain region and people. That's it. Resources. That's all it is. So the country, oh, okay, the good, the common good, the country, all these Barnum statements. See, this is the problem with all this attempted analysis. It's utter shit. It doesn't hold any water. Your allegiance is to the party. <laughs> because the party is the yeah. way in which you get power. <laughs> what did I just explain to people? So here, your allegiance is to the country, which is a Barnum statement, which ultimately just means the government, and that's how you get your power. And if anything proved that, it's the Civil War. It's the Civil War, and that's where the Republican Party is. They love Lincoln in the Civil War. Either devotion to the party obliterates in the end the awareness of the common good or else the spirit of compromise. <laughs> what is that? The spirit of compromise, the common good, see? It's just nonsense. Which is a necessity if the regime is to work. The regime. Oh, you have to have the spirit of compromise. I've explained to people what compromise is all the time. There's no way to compromise in the vast majority of issues except to give the government more power. Compromise itself is just a scam. How do you compromise having your rights trampled? How? Oh, they trample them a little bit? Well, as soon as you do that, it's over. This is why the Second Amendment argument doesn't work. Because as soon as you allow them to frame it up as an argument about protecting yourself, well, you can just argue about what's really needed for protection. It has nothing to do with it. Once you allow them to make laws that infringe upon your right to free speech, like, oh, you can't yell fire in a crowded theater. Yes, you can. Yes, you can. But there are consequences to it. <laughs> there are consequences to it. And the idea that the federal government has any authority to control the individual weapons people have is completely preposterous. And as soon as you go down that road, like the NRA has, like all these other supposed gun rights organizations have, it's over. 
once you allow them to have all these excuses about ammo and this, and you're arguing about whether it's efficient and efficacy and whether or not it actually provides protection, and you're having to do all these studies, and you're, you've lost, see? You've lost. And that's what he's talking about here. The common good, spirit of compromise, the country, all these things are nonsense ends by preventing any clear decision from being made and any firm policy from being embarked upon. What? That sure as hell sounds like today, doesn't it, Mr. Producer? What is he talking about? We're putting on very clear policies forever. doesn't sound anything like that. It marches in one direction. Government grows, debt grows, people's rights shrink. Almost constantly at war, the electronic prison continues to grow. The police state grows. The, the governmental bureaucracy grows. What is he talking about? What is he talking about? That goes with every single party. Every time the Republicans get in, do they do anything differently about that? No, they don't change any of that. They don't change any of that. They just keep moving forward. They don't repeal anything. Look at Obamacare, classic example. All this ridiculous crap with the corona. Nothing's happened. Nothing's happened. Lastly, writes Raymond Iran, <laughs> corruption can originate from the social infrastructure when the industrial society is no longer able to work <laughs> when social rivalry becomes so intense that the political power emerging from the parties is unable to dominate them. That is so much gobbledygook. It is truly the definition of the kind of thing that goes on with people who are journalists or professors who have these other jobs and pretend to be intellectuals and write this kind of utter nonsense that everybody then runs around and argues about. I don't know how you can get anything more ridiculous than those quotations right there. In fact, I'm going to play them all again here unbroken because it's so preposterous. The second kind of corruption is that of the public spirit. Montesquieu called this the corruption of principle. Different modalities of corruption of principle can be imagined. <laughs> Either devotion to the party obliterates in the end the awareness of the common good or else the spirit of compromise. Jesus which is a necessity if the regime is to work, wow. ends by preventing any clear decision from being made and any firm policy from being embarked upon. God, it's just incredibly nonsensical. Lastly, writes Raymond Aran, corruption can originate from the social infrastructure when the industrial society is no longer able to work. <laughs> when social rivalry becomes so intense that the political power emerging from the parties is unable to dominate them. Wow. See, it sounds so right, this sort of intellectualized concept, but the construct itself is just utter nonsense, and it will never, ever work. It will never, ever produce what people imagine. This guy pretends to talk about freedom and liberty and everything else, but then he goes back to this constitutional structure with the government and the good of the country and the spirit of compromise and all these different kind of miscellaneous Barnum statement things that when you actually examine them, they all just fall apart. And they're completely and totally unworkable. And the entire construct he's discussing is this idea that there's different parties representing different people and factions and that somehow that gets out of control. Well, already it's out of control, even if it's supposedly working perfectly. Why? Because obviously large groups of people disagree about all this different stuff. And the only way to get a compromise is for government to grow. There's no way to compromise it back. By compromising, each time you compromise, all it does is grow the power. How do you compromise the idea you don't want government to do it? How do you compromise that? You let government do a little of it. See, and this is the problem of compromise. This is the reason this system works and grows all over the world every single time because it's 
fundamentally structurally built into it with all this nonsense about compromising and for the good of the country and coming together and all this shit that they push. None of the stuff actually works to do what they say. And there's just a massive contradictory blob that confuses people. Now think about that. I may have thought about it. When the industrial society is no longer able to work, we see with the regulations and the attacks, energy independence and all the rest. Again, same shit, right? A war on capitalism, a.k.a. a war on our industrial society. Listen to this. No mention ever of the fact that all of these regulations and regulatory agencies are totally unconstitutional. And he calls it capitalism. Does he ever discuss the fake money system? No. They pretend we have capitalism when we clearly do not have capitalism. I've explained it over and over again. When the price of money is controlled, like it is in our government, through the Federal Reserve, and you have a monopoly, and you have these different legal tender laws, and you have the Bank of International Settlements, you do not have capitalism. It's not even close, but it's always the same. They want to drive everybody into this argument about the liberals and the conservatives, and it's a completely false argument. It's succeeding in destroying the country. <laughs> How? How can the government do this? How does it have the power? Constitutional pluralism, <laughs> or I should say constitutional plur pluralistic regimes, he says, can be corrupted. They're born in corruption. They can't be corrupted. They are corrupt from the get-go. How many ways can I explain it? There's no consent. I already did the chat GPT and showed it. There is no consent. The only consent that exists is the fact that the government hasn't been overthrown. And it's completely illegal to discuss it in any form or fashion. So this is all nonsense. By too much oligarchy <laughs> or too much democracy. Too much what? That's why we're a constitutional republic. I don't <laughs> buy the populism crap. Oh, no. Uh -uh. And I don't buy the centralization of government crap. Oh, no. We don't have a centralized government at all, see? This is the kind of bullshit they push. The first case, the case they become corrupt because a minority manipulates the institutions and prevents them from reaching their highest form, which is government by the people. <laughs> Did you hear all that? Listen to that. The guy thinks this is good. Government by the people. Total Barnum statement. Makes no sense. This is this majority vote nonsense. This is the fact that minority positions have absolutely no representation. It's highest achievement. <laughs> He's promoting this as something that makes sense. It's utter nonsense. The second kind of corruption appears, on the other hand, when oligarchy is too eroded. Oh. The different groups push their claims too far, and no authority able to safeguard the general interest remains. Did you hear that? This is the guy's theory that he thinks is a great theory and makes tons of sense. Just complete nonsense about groups fighting with the central authority to try to get control of it. That's what he's actually promoting with this idea. It's, it's really amazing. Let's hear a little bit more, and then I'm going to skip to the end. He also talks about the establishment of laws within which rivalry of individuals, of groups, and of parties takes place. Every violation of the law by force is a breach in the very existence and essence of the regime. <laughs> what? He's just literally promoting again and again and again the fact that these laws are possible under the system that simply take people's rights away as soon as someone gets control of it. And he's acting like the problem is that the wrong people are getting control of it, not that there's a system set up such that somebody can get control of it and then abuse it.
See, that's the thing you have to have for real protection is that people have to understand that if there's a system that can be set up to just make these arbitrary rules up, claim that somehow doing it for the public good and all these other things, it's hopeless. That's a corrupt system. The only reason for that is, as Spooner has shown again and again and again, is to abuse people to take their rights and simply give some other advantage to somebody else. That's all it is. You can see what's happening with the Department of Justice. <laughs> and the FBI. Wow. And how that's impacting the country. Wow. The idea that the abuse of the system, like those kinds of systems and those kinds of abuses, is a problem of the Democrats after what we just went through with the Civil War crap and Reconstruction. All the crazy stuff that they did there. All the abuses of the people, literally turning the army against the people because they couldn't get a constitutional amendment and the courts were against them. Because the courts were properly ruling that the Constitution completely allowed all the stuff that was going on. This is the incredible hypocrisy of the Republican so-called constitutional conservatives, where they have used it in the worst kind of way, and now they act as though the problem is with these Democrats wanting to do it. The problem is that there's a system set up, and the system was completely and totally implemented and created by the Republicans in the Civil War when they completely abused the people and wouldn't let the other people just vote to leave. They turned the entire system against them. They created the Department of Justice after the Civil War. They packed the Supreme Court to get the legal tender laws and to shove through all that Reconstruction horseshit. They're the worst offenders of all. See, they're complete and total hypocrites. And they try to act like the problem is these Democrats. The problem is that the system is there to be abused. And both sides abuse us. And they play off each other as though somehow voting for Republicans will protect you from Democrats and voting for Democrats will protect you from Republicans when both of them are complete and total dangers to any freedoms and any rights you have. See, that's the problem. People cannot accept that there are two false sides being argued about. The vast majority of the people have to imagine that there's one side's right and one side's wrong or the truth somewhere in the middle. No, the truth's nowhere in the middle of these two arguments and both sides are lies. That's the problem people can't grasp. Hi, it's Legal Man. I hope you're enjoying the show. If you appreciate the unique insight and information I provide, then go over to my Patreon account for The Quash and become a member. I have bonus shows and material, early access, and it's a good place to meet like-minded people. I have people ask me all the time, what can we do, legal man? (laughs) Well, start by voting with your pocketbook. It's the only vote that really counts. Support things that tell people the truth. Getting people to understand the truth is the only solution we have to this insanity. Look, I get it. There are a lot of people who can't afford to support my show with money. But there are a lot of people who can. And if you can and you like the show, you should support it. That's what free markets look like. The people running this scam, they have unlimited funding. I don't have support of that system. In fact, I get harassed because I tell people the truth that they don't want the people to know. So we have to stick together. So go sign up. Now let's get back to the show. People cannot accept that there are two false sides being argued about. The vast majority of the people have to imagine that there's one side's right and one side's wrong or the truth somewhere in the middle. No, the truth's nowhere in the middle of these two arguments, and both sides are lies. That's the problem people can't grasp. This is the most phony baloney intellectual kind of discussion I've heard in a long time, and the hypocrisy 
of Republicans and constitutional conservatives who love Lincoln and defend that shit here daring to act as though the problem is that liberals take advantage and use the system against us. When all those systems they've set up, the Department of Justice, the FBI, everything he mentions, they're all completely unconstitutional. All completely unconstitutional. So I, I, I find this gentleman to be incredibly intelligent. <laughs> and uh, unfortunately, he's known in, in, in uh, philosoph circles, philosoph philosophical circles. He's not known Easy for you, sir. generally. Thank God. It's just more horseshit. But see, he's acting like this is some obscure guy who's brilliant, and he's introducing you to him, and he's got this fantastic book with all these fantastic notions about freedom and Montesquieu and everything else. It's all just complete and utter shit, people. The entire construct of the argument is fake. It's a complete and total distraction. Okay, I'm going to skip uh, over a bunch now and get to near the end where he said some things that I thought were hilarious because I think you've gotten the idea of it. The 20th century, there are authoritarian regimes which are not one-party regimes. <laughs> okay. And there cares? are one-party regimes which do not become totalitarian. See, it's all about which the Which do not develop an official ideology and which do not shape all their activities through ideology. What does any of this mean? There exist one-party regimes in which the state does not absorb the society. Oh, yeah? I'd love to hear these examples. And in which ideology does not take this insane expansion, which can be seen in the Soviet regime. Oh, okay. As he wrote a few decades past. I see. What is true is that every one-party regime in industrial societies brings with it the risk of totalitarianism. <laughs> the Democrat Party is attempting to make America a one-party regime by putting the Republican Party out of business. What do you think happened in the Civil War and Reconstruction that I just went over, attempting to? They wouldn't even seat the Democrat Congress. They wouldn't even seat them. That absurd court packing, the Department of Justice, Reconstruction, pulling out all of their representatives and congressmen and then governors in the states and then voting for them to pass amendments, not letting them leave. It's just the hypocrisy is so incredibly staggering that they run around and pretend that they're party of freedom. And they're just the exact opposite. Oh, they freed the slaves. I've already showed you what a load of shit that is. I have still never to this day seen a single recruiting poster from the Civil War whose pitch was, go down there and help free the black man. Go down there and help free slaves. There's no pitch like that. It's all about saving the union, flag waving, rebels, money. Lots of it's about money and honor and all this other shit. Yeah, there's some posters where they try to convince some black guys to go down there and fight. And we all saw Glory, the bullshit movie with Danny Glover. There's no integration. There was nothing. There's no evidence at all they went down to fight to free blacks. None. There are no war posters. I can't find any. I've looked and looked and looked. Trying to find all the posters. They talk about how, let's go down there and free black people. You know, slavery's wrong. Let's go down there and die for them so we can have more blacks living among us. There's nothing like that. It was incredibly racist, totally and completely separate society. And so they just want to pretend that the war was about something else. And even if the war was 100% about freeing the slaves, there's literally no constitutional authority to do that. The Supreme Court has already made it clear prior to the war. You heard Lincoln. So it's just all total hypocrisy from top to bottom. All of this stuff is total hypocrisy. 
It's complete nonsense. It's upside down. There's no way to make any sense of it. They just lie to people night and day. That's what they do. They've got them so confused. Nobody can see anything clearly. H.R. 1 in the last Congress, ladies and gentlemen, was pushed for the purpose of destroying for all time the ability of the Republican Party to win elections. (laughs) Packing the Supreme Court, packing the Senate with four more senators. The crazy stuff that went on in Reconstruction. This guy's attacking Democrats. Look what they did then. And that's where the Constitution died. Whatever it was, it died in the Civil War. And the Republicans are 100% responsible for that. And then they run around and pretend like they're the ones who love the Constitution. <laughs> Packing the Supreme Court. Uh, the senators, they wouldn't even see them. <laughs> All Democrats from Puerto Rico and the D.C. Uh, area. Those people aren't, they're not in states. They'd have to turn them into states. It's all just, I've already showed you how representation is a joke. If they got their way. Well, so dumb. Uh, and other changes that the Democrats intended to do to the voting system. Voting when, is crap. I don't, how many ways can we show you voting is crap? Just the numbers alone show you that voting is crap. All the different ways I've proved it to you. They're not your legal representatives in any form or fashion. They're not obligated to do anything they promise. Nothing at all. They're not liable for anything they do up there. This entire construct of representative government is a lie, a scam. It can never work. Ensure one-party rule. We almost have one-party rule today. Okay. Uh, now he goes through some stupid shit about the quizlings and stuff. I'm going to skip fast that because I think that's not important. Let's wrap it up. The Democrats are Marxists. People okay. are afraid to say these things. They shouldn't be afraid to say these things because we can't defeat them if we keep Ooh, the Democrats. Uh, see, you can't defeat them if you don't call them out. you got to be honest. That's what I do. See, they aren't honest. They don't actually call it out. They don't say what they are. These people don't tell the truth about what constitutional conservatism is. I 100% agree. You can't do anything if you can't actually name it. But nobody's scared to name the Democrats as commies and Marxists. Nobody is. That's silly. You don't get in trouble for that. If you did, then this guy wouldn't be on the air. It's all. It's just that simple. They act like they're so tough and they're speaking such hard truths and they're just not. If they were, then they wouldn't be on the air as multi, multi millionaires getting paid tens of millions of dollars. They'd be like me trying to wake people up to the truth and being constantly suppressed. That's what would actually be happening. Oh, the progressives. Oh, the liberals. They're not liberal. <laughs> uh, you got to hear this last part. They're it's not so liberal. Funny. So funny. They're radicals. Okay, they're radicals. To be liberal is not to be a radical. Okay, I see. It is possible to understand not the great purge itself, she's talking about Marxism, or the terrorism directed against the member of the party, but the possibility of these phenomena by starting with the technique of communist action. When a party gives itself the right to use force against all its enemies in a country in which to start with it, is in a minority, it condemns itself to perpetual violence. Now, God, can you believe that? That is so outrageous. Listen to that again. When a party gives itself the right to use force against all its enemies in a country in which to start with it, is in a minority, it condemns itself to perpetual violence. I mean, is that not exactly what Republicans did in the Civil War? Exactly. They oppressed the South because they couldn't get a constitutional amendment, and they 
couldn't get around the fact that the court was never going to agree to it. So not only did they bring violence, they brought war and killed hundreds of thousands of them, destroyed all their shit. See, they destroyed all their shit. This is the height of hypocrisy here. I could not believe what I was hearing. These people dare to run around and pretend like they somehow are on the side of law and order and peace and protecting the Constitution. Wow. What hypocrisy. Now, you can take violence out of there (laughs) and talk about Hmm. or adjust it to what's going on in our country today. When a party uses all government instrumentalities, the FBI, intelligence agencies, Department of Justice. All created by these Republicans on this so-called protecting us. Law and order. They're the huge security state. And then they run around and act like they shouldn't be abused. They shouldn't exist. They're unconstitutional. They turn the entire army on the people. They created the Department of Justice. (laughs) We got the National Security Act after World War II. They run around and act like they're shot when it gets abused. It's there for this reason. It's not getting abused. The purpose of the entire thing is to keep the people under heel. All right, hopefully you get the idea, right? I mean, that was just a shocking to me piece of audio. I really couldn't believe what I was hearing. He goes to break right after that anyway. So much in there. See, so much in there. And if you don't know what happened in the Civil War, you don't know what the Republicans really stood for. You don't know how clear-cut it all is. You think it's this sort of confused ball like chat GPT produces it. If you really believe that until you can hold chat GPT down for hours and hours like I did and get it to admit all these things, you think all these things are potentially true. And so they have everybody living in this fantasy world where the information being produced by the constitutional conservatives and media and academia is just total lies. And of course, the stuff being produced by the liberals and the Democrats is laughable, absurd, commie crap. But people still think that the truth is either the con-cons or something in between, when the reality is literally both sides are completely and totally fake and wrong and just absolutely, totally misleading the people. And so you're never going to find the truth between them. So it's never going to happen. The only truth is when you realize that both of them are lies and the truth is not between them. It's completely and totally separate from them. And that's what constitutional conservatives and media are there to do. They're there to make sure that you can never name them, never name the real problems, never call it out. And when you can never call it out and you can't name it, you can't fix it. See, So they're great at pretending like they're something that they're not. And the people are totally fooled. They're totally fooled. And that piece of audio is just clear as day. It's just clear as day. And it's got so much greatness in it. And I couldn't believe They were wheeling this stuff out in light of what we just discussed at length on multiple different shows with regards to what the Republicans did around the Civil War, starting the Civil War, fighting the Civil War, and then during Reconstruction. And then they have the gall to run around and claim to be the party of human rights and individual rights and the Constitution and limited government. They have the gall to claim that the other party is the problem. See, the problem is that everybody who's voting inside this system and believing in it It's part of the problem. And the people are just never, ever, ever told the truth. And most of the time when I tell people the truth, they can't hear it anyway. 
But I think that was another great example. And I think it was a good break from the somewhat more dense topics. I don't know if people get bored with those or upset with them or want a break. When I heard the piece of audio, I just thought, well, I've got to make a show about that because it's, it's so incredibly classic, so classic. So, so there, I've done it. If you want to follow me, you can. I'm Legal Man at U.S. Crime Review on Twitter. And there's no update on the movie. Everybody knows what's going on with the Jones Plantation. I still expect it to be out here shortly, even though I've said that for months and months and months. And it's made me into a liar <laughs> again and again. Like I said, I've explained what the story is, that, you know, we're doing the best we can with a slim budget and trying to get the thing right. We want it to be good. And all the uh, reviews we keep getting from miscellaneous people that see it is that it's very good. So I hope when the movie actually comes out and gets released that people watch it, they like it, they... Make it make a bunch of money so we can make more movies because they're a great way to reach people. And I want to thank people on Patreon who step up and kick some skin in the game. I appreciate you guys. I really do. Shows a lot of integrity. I know why you do it. And it's not because you get a bunch of extra shows, even though I love giving those to you. It's because you understand that the information I've provided you is simply not really set out anywhere else. The way I've explained the way the legal system interacts with the things you're saying is just... I just have uniquely explained it to people, and there are very few people in the entire world who even understand it like I do. So I know I save people a lot of time and trouble, and so thank you to the people who support me. I do appreciate that. And it's nice having a group of people who get it. And beyond that, I don't think there's much else to say, so I'm going to go ahead and wrap it up. You guys have been a great audience as usual. Everybody have a nice night or day wherever you are. Take care. Thank you, everybody. Let's put your hands together one more time. Legal man.